Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 190, entitled Content First versus Content Later. It was published on Thursday, the 30th of July, 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and as always, a few bits of housekeeping just before we begin. I'd very much appreciate it if you listen to this podcast regularly or indeed consume any of the content that we produce. If you feel like sharing it, that would be most welcome. You can do that in any which way you choose. So, for example, it might be on social media some way. Perhaps if you go on Twitter, you could use at WPBuilds or possibly hashtag WPBuilds. But really, any way you choose to do it, one of the best ways that I know of in terms of the podcast recognition is to use Apple Podcasts and rank it on there. Give us a give us a nice review and use the star rating system. Obviously, the more stars you give us, the, the better it is, but I appreciate any sharing at all. Another thing to do is head over to wpbuilds.com, the website. Over there, you'll find all of the content that we produce, and we do produce a bit. If you want to keep in touch with all of that, go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And on that page, you'll find two forms to sign up to. One to keep in touch with all of the content that we produce. We'll send you a little email every time we produce a podcast episode. And also there's a deals newsletter as well that you can sign up to. So anytime I hear about a WordPress deal, I'll just alert you. Plain text email pretty much, and you can bin it just by looking at the title. You'll know whether it's for you or not. On that page also is options to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player. And I would encourage you to join our Facebook group. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. It's over 2,600 very, very polite and friendly WordPressers helping each other out. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Another popular page is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's a searchable, filterable list of products that are permanently on offer. And by permanent, I really do mean permanent. You've got significant amounts of plugins, themes, and all sorts of other WordPress-related stuff. So if you're in the market for something this week, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals might be a good place to go. Also, just to let you know that we are open to advertising if you have a product or service that you would like to put in front of a WordPress-specific audience, which we do have, then go to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise to find out more. It, you never know, there might be people in our audience who would jump at the chance to try out your product. wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise for that. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. The best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, speaking of the content that we produce, don't forget we do this that you're listening to now, the Thursday podcast, but we also do a weekly WordPress news roundup that comes out at 7am UK time. And also on a Monday, we do the live news. So that's 2pm UK time. We do the live news. Come and join us for that. Make some comments and join in the conversation. It's great. But also at the moment, I'm do having conversations with Sabrina Zidane and we're talking about trying to take plugins from zero to 10,000 installs. It's a very 
very frank and honest discussion. We're coming from a point of ignorance, so it's not trying to preach about what we know. It's quite the opposite. It's trying to learn along the road. And we've got some people joining us each week who are helping us out with that journey. So, yeah, that's Tuesday at 2 p.m. as well. Okay, let's get on with the podcast, shall we? This is episode number 190, content first versus content later. If you've built websites, WordPress websites for any length of time, you'll have faced this problem. Should you ask the clients to supply absolutely everything, all of the content, all of the images, all of the text, all of the everything before you even set foot into the production environment? Or are you allowing them to be a little bit more laissez-faire? Are you happy for them to, to bring you some content later? Maybe your process is a bit more iterative and you like to show them the outline of a design and then perhaps upload some of their content and tweak it so that the design and the content match. There's no exact right answer, but there certainly is a lot to discuss. And David and I debate that this week. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, today we are debating client content first versus later. This is one of the suggestions from Tim from Tiki Boom Designs. And well, Nathan, we'll have to set up the debate because we didn't initially think there was a debate here no and i think also this is going to be one of those debates where we are probably firmly positioning ourselves to sort of deceive ourselves shall we say one of us is going to have to take a position (laughs) completely contrary to to what they think and i think that person today is going to be me Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because when we first talked about it and didn't think maybe there's a debate, because the first thing you said to me was, oh, yeah, well, it's content first, isn't it? (laughs) And it's as we've gone on, we've almost drifted, both of us, to not for necessarily our business models. So Yeah, and that's it. You know, I I think where I was coming from when I said, well, it's content first, there is no debate here. I was just basing it upon the received wisdom and about the, the, the... the talk that everybody has when they talk about this stuff it's always well get everything off the client first there's there's just no no way that's not a good idea but then having talked with you and reflected upon it it would appear that that's actually so far from the reality of what happens <laughs> to me and to you that uh, it's difficult but i'm going to try and present the case for getting the content uh, first even though i am not the the best person at managing that yeah Uh, Well, go ahead. Let's have your first point. Okay. So, I mean, let's just imagine that you are striving to be a successful web developer. One of the last things that you really want to do is kind of just waste time and emails going backwards and forwards, communications with clients. It just becomes a bit of a time suck. And if you set up right at the beginning, let's say at the proposal level and then at the contract level, that you would expect all of the bits and pieces within reason, right? Obviously, if they're having, let's say, a video made for their company and it involves uh, some some video company and it's two weeks out and they haven't actually made it, well, sure enough, you could let them, let them have that. Mm. But for everything else, the copy... The, the brand guidelines, the logos, the images, everything really. It would, be, it would be a better experience for everybody if they could somehow put that together and deposit it with you so that you can then peruse that and, and begin on the design fully in the knowledge that all the paragraphs are these lengths, that the images need to look like this, that you know if we're going to go for font size 14, we can put that image next to this bit of text of that width because we now know what everything's going to be like. And so that is an ideal, but it's a good ideal. So that's where I'm starting mm. from. It's just if you can achieve that, everything's going to work better. 
Yeah. I agree. But, you know, interestingly, even in your point there, when you were saying about the content, if we're going to go for this font size, you've already, in some way, you've already got onto the design first. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) With a slip there. And I, do you know what? I think this is where this is always such a problem because the two go together all the time. So, I mean, as you know, we're both in the situation where it doesn't seem to work out that way. Clients don't know how to get together their copy or what they're going to need. And they don't know the terminology of the web and how many pages they're going to need and all that kind of stuff. So our reality is that we, we've had to adjust to what the client is able to do and, and second yeah. guess also them. Yeah, and I suppose that speaks to sort of like the weakness of our systems, really. Um, I I think I think I'm right in saying that I would prefer to get all the content first. Um, whether I manage that or not is is a debate for another day. Well, it's not a debate. I just basically don't manage it most of the time, just for a whole variety of different reasons. But the the process would be a good one to follow, and if you could stick to it, and I I think. I think the reason is oftentimes it's just apathy on my part or just I haven't got enough time to to get involved in a in a lengthy debate about no you haven't given us everything we need so we can't start. And also just the fact that often I'm dealing with an individual and I realize the constraints of time that they're under and okay well, let's have an understanding that you've given me enough to be getting on with but you're going to have to accommodate that that just that's just the way it rolls out usually. But it would be yeah. better to have a system in place to to suck all of this stuff out of the client and to lay it out, primarily just so that you've got a real a real solid understanding of what it is that they want, you know, what their expectations are, what the what the what the feel and the flavor. And again, I'm getting into design here a bit, but mm. what the flavor of it's going to be like, what what it what it ought to look like, what kind of language they're going to use, what it is that they expect, how many pages they want, what will those pages look like, what kind of theme do they want going on, and all of those kind of things. Those conversations, though, don't seem to be conversations which the people that I've often working with are, are willing to engage in, largely for the reasons you said. They just don't have an understanding of what all of this means. I mean, for some of them, it's it's a it's refreshing to know that web that websites come in pages that there are actual pages and we call them pages, mm-hmm. and that's a hero mm-hmm. and that's a that's a headline. They just don't know these things, and so it's difficult to have conversations around that because they don't know it they don't have any way of engaging with it they're just familiar with looking at websites and having no understanding or or any process of looking at it it's a bit like me if i look at a magazine if i pick up a magazine off the shelf somebody has probably spent a great deal of time with that layout and making each page look like that and you know that bit of text fits in that funky little yellow box in the corner which is interrupting that photo in a clever way and and I don't see that. I just go, look at that. There's a page on a in a magazine. I don't spend any. I have no interest in the design of it. Really, I'm just looking at the content. And so, if I was to be the person that was asked to lay out th- that magazine page, I'd, I'd struggle yeah. to communicate with the company that was doing that because I just don't have the vocabulary for it. Yeah. No, it's good. And I think probably early on we should acknowledge the fact that I think. You know, with larger agencies, which we're not, they do have a, you know, they're dealing with clients who have invested a fair bit of money and they're usually inclined to go with their process. And there's usually, if it's a large agency, there will be somebody who will be the project manager who will at least have a series 
of exercises in which to be able to gather the content in an effective way, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think, mean, we're I think all... that's... Um... Sorry, yeah. you go on. No, no, it's just that. And I, I think that content first comes from those ideals with design, that you, you've got a system which allows you to accumulate that, commu- that um, content and arrange it, you know, card sorting exercises, that whole information architecture with your website, that kind of building. And then you put on, on top of that the, the flavor and the feel with your mood boards and stuff. That's the standard, isn't it, which we which I think is the tradition for those agencies which we copy, which tells us that content comes first, isn't it? I think yeah, I think that's it, right? If, if, you, if you're working for a larger agency, you just have to have processes because you, you just can't have members of staff grinding to a halt because their job description requires them to do this thing and, and only this thing potentially, you know. So my, my job is to, I don't know, gather the content. My job is to l- make, the, make the template, so make the layouts of the pages. My job is to, to do the JavaScript or whatever it might be. That stuff, you just need to know it all so that you can farm out the jobs to all the different people. And if, you, if you're thinking, okay, there's going to be a bit of content that collapses when you press this button, right? We need some little JavaScript thing writing for that. That JavaScript guy, he's got he's to have the work. You know, he's got to know what he's doing and where it's going to go and what it needs to feel like and so on. And, and somehow the wisdom of that has trickled down to, to freelancers that this is the best way to do it. Um, and, and so, it, you know, the, 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 the wisdom now is, well, everybody do it, no matter if you're um, a guy that builds two websites, you know, yeah. a month, or if you're an agency that does 50 websites a month for hundreds of thousands of pounds. And I'm, I don't know, even though I'm arguing from this point of view, I just don't know if that there's wisdom in banging your head against a process wall that doesn't work for you. Yeah, and maybe, you know, anybody, anyone can win the organized content first argument. <laughs> you know, if somebody is able to organize that in a way that we can design around it. You must have had the situation Surely, I haven't had much of this because I've not needed to ask for the content often. But if I do get it, all they've got in terms of content is maybe something they got from a brochure. I mean, if I'm lucky, they've had a website before. So, you know, that's a good starting point. But if they don't, and all they've got is some other text that they put some out on some leaflets or whatever it is, it's not going to be appropriate. So I, why I'm a bit less for the content first is that sometimes the worst thing that can happen for me is not getting the content, is, is actually getting it. Because <laughs> it's just, I have to have a conversation about how I can't use this. Yeah, I do know what you mean. And and I think that speaks to, well, A, the process that you've got and also the whatever infrastructure you've built in order to accommodate that. And yes, I've had to be, I've had to set up various different systems. And honestly, I have tried every conceivable way that I could have done to get content off clients. You know, I've done, I've done SaaS apps. I've done Google shared Google <laughs> drives. I've done email. I've done FTP repositories and all of that. And I've just never found anything which, which is a perfect symmetry for this. You know, it's just absolutely bang on and perfect. There's always something left behind. There's always something missing. There's always something usually that I didn't explain needed to be done um and and so i have i have had to bang my head against this wall and it, it, the thing is it's not that pleasant one of the one of the takeaways that i've 
I've, I, I don't know at what point I discovered this as a technique, but it, it has worked for me in the past, is just to, just to put something of your own creation up in the absence mm-hmm. of information. You know, let's say, for example, they haven't given you um, some text to, to go in a paragraph. I just bang out a paragraph of something that is akin to what I expect would go in there. Obviously, it, it's it's not appropriate. It's made up by me. It won't use the right language and all of the right vocabulary and the vernacular that's in that industry. But I can have a good go. And it takes me a few seconds. And then at least when I show it to them, they can get a handle on, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we missed that. All right, we'll we'll write that. And, and it, about that length? Yeah, about that length. And that's really helped. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, getting content off people and issues with client revision seem to be the two biggest problems that we have working with clients, I think. And I think they both come out of this content first thing in some way or another. I think if you can put up something, some visual, something that represents something like a site that you imagine they might want in the first place, they've got something to address. They they are Because they can't get the concepts that we get it it gives them a starting point for the conversation for them then i think it's easier to get content from them and well, and i think no, you know that, that and that helps with it because what you're doing then is you're instead of saying you do all the work and then there's too many revisions at the end and they have to pay more you put it up front and then you start from the point that they really starting from the revisions so the opposite yeah, I mean, I suppose that's why a lot of websites do come out of templates and they feel like they're templated. It's just because this approach to building websites just just works, right? I mean, isn't yeah. that the reason why 90% of all websites have a huge amount of commonality? You know, they're all laid out in rows. The They've got images to the left, yeah. <laughs> hero images at the top and all of that kind of stuff is because clearly at some point somebody has knocked that out before and it's worked and you yeah. can template it, thrust it in front of a client and say, okay, this is roughly what we're after because this is proven to work and it's effective and we've done it before so it'll be simple and it'll cost you less. We're not trying to break the boundaries with design here. You know, We're not implementing some crazy design that's never been seen in the wild before. Um, yeah. So you can, you can put those templates out and then they can modify them. And that, that seems to me a completely and utterly rational approach to doing it right it wouldn't necessarily work for your your big clients or maybe it would maybe it would work for a big agency chuck a bunch of templates at them pick the template which you feel is the most appropriate then get the content that'll fit that template with a few minor tweaks and alterations and work from there yeah and i think you know in the page builder era it's a lot easier for us to move around sections of sites where yeah. before we'd yeah. have to build out the whole php template and it would be time consuming but i think oh, um it's just a different starting point but i think also when i was convinced by the content first people the the early people i listened to back in kind of 2006 7 they were dealing with a different web than we are now, I think. They were dealing with a time when most people were, their, it was their home on the internet. It was their brochure site. It was their functional site where they expected they They didn't really see the, the web as landing pages, marketing tools where people would get a different experience depending where they were being sent from. They weren't thinking like that. So I, I think some ways the content first is slipping away. It has to slip away because what we expect our websites to do has changed 
greatly. Yeah. You know, not for not for everybody. They're still going to need to have that center site which reflects their branding and has their messaging. But still, I think a lot's changed. I think you're right. And because I'm casting my mind back to the first sites that I built in, well, tables, you know, pre-CSS. <laughs> yeah. You just literally started with a piece of, well, a, a blank piece of, um, well, it would like a, an HTML file, a .html file. It was absolutely a, a white piece of HTML file. And and you would then start to put tables in it and you'd write them all out. Yeah. And And so everything had to be built from scratch. And once you'd done a few things, you could probably store those away as little snippets of how to achieve. I don't know. We've got three three columns here. Okay, I'll I'll stick that somewhere and and save it till later. But on the whole, everything was built um, in a bespoke way. And then, like you say, I encountered things like WordPress and page builders, and all of that kind of got thrown out the window um, because you can save rows now and you can reuse things. But also, did, would you imagine that that clients and well, everybody, in fact, has some sort of expectation of what a website looks like now. They, you know, if you step away too radically from the design, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, no, that's a bit weird. Um, that's, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. not, not what I'm used to seeing. You know, where's the menu? Uh, oh, right. Oh, it's hidden in that quirky thing, is it? Okay, that's interesting. Um, interesting, but <laughs> not very usable. I think we've we've come to the point where potentially using those kind of templates is a good idea. In which case, you might not need all the content up front because you can put placeholder stuff in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are some conventions are our best friend half the time. If the if we just borrow what most sites do, then a visitor to the site doesn't have to relearn how to use the site. They know where it is straight away. If the menu's all on the top to the right and the logos to the left, they know where they're going. And as long as the main hero section, which we now call it, which I didn't back in 2006 when I started, there wasn't such thing. And there wasn't such thing really as, well, maybe there was, but I, I wasn't aware of it. The sort of concepts that we now have based really around copy, this idea of a landing page where we have a value proposition at the very start being a key thing to our conversions and how we lay out the benefits to somebody, how we describe the problem, lay out the benefits, make sure that we've got a call to action. All of these things have developed over time. I think when I did the first sites content first, we didn't we didn't have to put to the client there's some kind of conversion strategy that goes with building websites yeah i was thinking just as you were saying all that that we have missed out a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that i'm sure many of us do and that is to say the kind of explore, exploratory work that goes yeah. on before content is is created yeah. and before before you've even lifted a computer really you know the the conversations in people's offices about what the purpose of the website is why it's being built what needs it's trying to address what shortfall are they trying to make up for what product are they trying to sell and all of those kind of things and you know just those exploratory conversations we've completely ignored them and we've almost started from the point of view of <laughs> right clients yeah. arrived start on page one off we go let's build a website and of course th there is more to it than that and one would hope that in those discussions you would set up that 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 conversation about okay right we've we've all of us decided that this is the main point of the um of the website mm. we want it to do this so okay we need to come up with a a unique value proposition it's got to be short and punchy followed by i don't know list the benefits of your products list the features of your product and so on and so forth okay now we've got all that and we've refined the language 
right, let's put it in a document somewhere. Let's get the brand guidelines. Let's do all of this exploratory work. Okay, now what kind of tenor of picture do we want? What kind of images do we want? Any videos going in there? If you're holding those conversations, surely there's a fighting chance that they'll be able to hand it over to you on day one. Yeah, yeah, there, there is a chance of that. But I also think, again, I think it's, you know, past to present again. In the early days, when I used to hear about people setting out the content architecture you know it'd be a discussion about what Mm. what key points or you know if it's a large organization you know they would have to decide what's going to go on the home page which departments their content needed to be there it wasn't necessarily i didn't think when people were designing to those processes that they were thinking like actually it really starts with what this like landing pages do these days it has to do achieve one function only and get one Mm, message over on that one page and i think you know that would be very difficult to try and because i think we've all wandered into that area it's our future isn't it guiding people there and that's why i think sometimes you because it's so difficult to teach people because when they see a website they have an expectation but i'm pretty sure that most people don't say ah there's the format i see what that is on the top there those first words are their value proposition this is they don't see it like that they just read what they and they react to it so for us to explain this to someone um would be take a long time if we did the whole format we say what would need to go on the home page they would just be talking about what information they felt they needed to provide to their visitors they wouldn't be thinking how the visitors would psychologically respond to it oh my word no i mean my experience of of many clients is they've just not interested in the project at all very often you know they just <laughs> they've been handed the 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 work you know we need a website please will you take the job of getting this website sorted for our company? And then they come to you and the, the expectation is that they'll hand you a, a, an amount of money and that's <laughs> it. They are yeah. totally done. They've done their job. And I was saying to you before the call started, I mean, you, you just don't go into a into a shoe shop and expect to walk out with like a bit of a shoe, like a half-finished <laughs> yeah. shoe. You just walk out and you pay the money yeah. and there's the box. It's got the shoes in it. You are done. The, transa- the transaction is over. Um, whereas we just we just operate in such a different industry where there's toing and froing and backwards and forwards and and stuff that they need to give us that's not money. You know, actual yeah. time needs to be spent on this, actual endeavor, thought, uh, you know, yeah. and, and I, I think a lot of people are just not interested. You know, they, they can't, have they just don't have the mental space to to learn about a new industry what what do you mean psychology it's a web page there's no psychology <laughs> what do you mean i've got to find images what that's your job you're the web guy you get you find the images do you know what i mean so i think there's there's a real barrier to to getting people to understand all this stuff as much as to actually hand it over just to to make them willing to begin thinking about handing stuff over is hard enough yeah and I, you know, I've not, I, it's been very rarely that I've dealt with any company. They've not really understood the web in the way that I do. But even so, even if they've got some brand assets, which they've got to stick to, um, <laughs> that's about all. I mean, that's yeah. the only thing that it can help me with when it comes to other content. You see, for me, I like the uh, content later a little bit more because it allows me to put up some ideas for them, hoping that I will keep a long-term relationship. But if I guess my business was more thinking along the lines that I just want to get the site built and 
And, you know, because they're paying me to build this site, that's my remit. That's where it ends. I think if I felt like that, I would be a little bit more inclined to the content first because really I just want to give them what they need and use my skills to build the website and get paid. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever taken on a project where literally you got no guidance? I mean, not none, but barely enough to get going and and yet you've endeavored and struggled through it and managed to get to the end because I I actually have I've had ones where it's been a really iterative process you know I I I know what your business is I've seen your current website I know that you want the same colors but beyond that you're not really engaging with me and I've just bitten the the bullet and just thought well I'll I'll throw something together and it's worked on it's worked definitely worked for me in the past just to take that approach because th- those those clients, I'm sure this is a bit of a toss of a coin. I'm sure it could go either way. But I've had many experiences with those clients where they've actually been happy the minute they've seen what I've done. It's like, oh, oh yeah, that's good. You know, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and so it, it can work with having almost no interaction with the client at all. Yeah, no, I'd like, I mean, certainly I've done my two brother's sites and one of them went through a whole, you know, range of different designers not being happy because literally they would come back to him and say you know give us some more information of which he just didn't know how to articulate and didn't have Mm. really any content and stuff and the only way to get it forward is to say i'm just gonna i'm I'm just gonna guess your business as best as i can and then that was the only way to get it started because then he could he had something to correct me on (laughs) and that's it really really interesting this because yeah yeah, sorry, you, your audio sort of dropped out there, so I, I fear I might have cross-talked over you. I apologise, but um, it, it's interesting because we we know this is a problem, and we've designed lots of solutions for this. You know, SaaS apps and whatever infrastructure you've got in place. But I wonder how good we are at actually having that conversation at the beginning. You know, about about the the, the level of the content that we need, and. Mm. So right now, you could probably buy a dozen courses about how to automate things. You could probably buy a dozen courses telling you how to set up your business and all, all, and all of that kind of stuff. I wonder how much information is actually out there talking about how to educate your clients in the fact that they need to, to engage with you on this level before you can begin the project. I know that I went through yeah. WP Elevation and they definitely touched on this. I, I've i forgotten the majority, I think, mm. of what was said in there. But um, that would be an interesting thing. You know, if there, if there was a resource that you could somehow give to your clients that explained succinctly and cleverly exactly why they needed to give you content as opposed to just saying, we need the content, that could be quite useful. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think what's been working for me best, though, is that I'm assuming, not always correctly, that the client doesn't want, they don't want to be educated. So that's always yeah. a difficult yeah. one. They literally do want to, you know, buy the shoes and walk out the shop, you know. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm left with this idea of they're not really told me enough about the business, so I'm going to guess it, stick up a page and explain on a video this may not be the look or the feel you want or the right words, but this is why the page is working this way. It's the idea of right. the head of is to let them, know, you know, and explain the, the marketing behind it. And that seems to work quite well because the kind of feedback a couple of times I've done that, it's like, oh, they suddenly get onto the fact that oh, there is a lot more to this, a lot more disciplines into going into building a website. Whereas if I try to get something off them first, 
they wouldn't they would be too defensive about what the work that they needed to do for me rather than just listen to me explain why I go about stuff I'm showing yeah, you how I, I do my work you know I think you've hit the nail on the head there the it's the it's the sentence that you just said where you you shot a video and you showed them a design and then you explained why that's the key right that's the point yeah. if you can if you can actually explain to them okay this is usually larger you know this piece of text right at the top is usually larger and the reason for that is well the the data shows that such and such percent of people will get this far only so you've got to really have a big impact at the beginning and obviously it would be silly if we put a bright image there and that image was then on uh, below some very um, pale text wouldn't it be better if we i don't know had dark text there instead and, and all of those little whys suddenly start to it's good for you as well because it increases your authority and then future requests will hopefully be a bit easier because you've explained why but it also makes them see the purpose of it whereas in the model where you're just trying to get the content off them they probably just don't see the point it's just another yeah. boring job that they've got to do and you know you could just do it just just get on with it yourself <laughs> Yeah, you could knock out the make my logo bigger argument by covering it in a first video where you're talking, I've just done the design, now your logo might look a bit small here, but this is why it is, because, you know, people don't perhaps know who you are when they visit here, it's not the key point that you want to make, given that your visitors have got very few moments to to judge whether it's worth their time here. Yeah, And, you, you know, you can knock it out before it even comes up, you know? I think um, I think you, we've hit a real vein of something here. I think this is really interesting. The the whys of a website, the purposes <laughs> of all the different sections, explained in a short, pithy video created by David Wormsley and GPL for all to use. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to make a course. We'll make a yeah, mint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a course about how to get people uh, content off people. It's going to sell like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah, it, it is interesting, uh, and it's a battle that I, I don't think I'll ever be over. But I do think that I've, <clears throat> I've settled on not, despite the fact that I was going to argue from the other point of view, um, I, I have absolutely settled on the fact that this, this whole content-first approach, whilst laudable and absolutely yeah. worthwhile, and certainly if you're not a freelancer like me and you're working in a business, it would make sense. Mm -hmm. It just seems to be unachievable. It's always There's always light at the end of a distant tunnel there. I can't ever get to that light. And I just have, I just have to be uh, reactive. You know, if things don't mm. go perfectly first time, I just, okay, let's try something different. I'm sure I'll lose a bit of time here and there, but it works. And it does mean that I engage with the client, which I actually rather like doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I've given up on systems altogether because even when I think I've got a great new idea about, you know, perhaps not even putting the content first for them and uh, the, the design so they can see, even that doesn't kind of work. So you just have to adjust, don't you? And I think if for us, for you and I, who I think it, the relationship with the client is going to be the most important thing because they're going to stay with us and keep providing us with some ongoing income. It's going to be important to, to get that right where I think yeah. if you're a larger agency or something and your, you know, your contract is absolute and they've got to deliver or they lose some money, then you're probably going to need to behave like that. But I would never have the nerve to do that. I'd never hold someone to their contract. You're going to lose money because you didn't get the content to us. You know, I couldn't do it. Oh. Or oh, just the mere thought of that terrifies me. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's really interesting. So, in summation, it's a it's mm. a laudable thing. Do it if mm. you can. 
Certainly, if you're a big yes. agency, it seems like common sense. But don't beat yourself up too much if you're not following this strict protocol. And if your if your process seems to be more like David and I's, where you know you uh, you sort of roll with the punches a bit more and make it up as you go along and have a conversation with the clients, that that's not so bad either. No, and it's actually, do you know what? I think one thing about you know having to provide the content for clients sometimes, do the copy for them, is that it's, it makes a nice change sometimes to the work you do. Yeah, yeah, you're trying out some new skill. You're becoming good at exactly. marketing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. Do you think we've done this one? I do. Yes. I think, knock it on I the head. Yeah, let's knock it on the head. That was really interesting. I enjoyed that. Thanks, David. Yeah, me too. Cheers. Well, there you go. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Always interesting chatting with David about these things. Obviously, trying to take a slightly adversarial position each week now that we're having these debates, but it's certainly very interesting. If you have a position on this, if you'd like to get all of the content first and have your own system for making that work, perhaps a SaaS platform or some bespoke offering that you've thrown together yourself, please let us know in the comments or join in the conversation in the Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. There'll be a thread as soon as this is possible. Published, and you can give us your suggestions in there. Perhaps, though, you take the opposite position. You're quite happy to allow clients to give you content as and when. Get it all later. doesn't really matter. Just let's get started and let's just iterate as we go along. Again, let us know your thoughts in the comments. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, really anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, join us again next week. We'll have a podcast for you. It'll be an interview this time or come back on Monday. Two things on a Monday. We've got the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News, which is kind of like a podcast episode. It's audio. And then we'll have the live video version, 2 p.m. UK time, where I'll be joined by some notable WordPress people and we'll be discussing the weekly WordPress news. And don't forget, same URL, wpbuilds.com forward slash live on Tuesday for Sabrina Zidane and I chatting about plugin installs. Anyway, lots coming this week. I hope you stay safe. Hope you have a very nice week. All that remains for me to do is to fade in some dreadfully cheesy Dixieland music this week and say bye bye for now. Mm-hmm.